Our next retreat is finally here. It's called Adventures in Energetics, and it's happening November 8th to the 14th, 2024 in Boquete, Panama. This seven-day, six-night retreat in the beautiful cloud forest of Panama is going to be a unique experience. This program is a not-for-beginners retreat. And what I mean by that is you will actually have to fill out an application before you will be accepted to be able to register for the program because we are going to be doing more advanced level energetics and I need to make sure that everybody who comes is actually ready for the work. We will be doing a Kundalini awakening. We will be doing group visioning process called a spiritual canoe. We will be doing daily presence practices and working on expanding our energy. We will be doing daily rituals. This process will be related to specifically the people who are there because in addition to filling out the questionnaire about what your experience is, you're also gonna ask for what it is that you'd like to learn. So part of the curriculum for this is set and part of it will be designed around the desires of the participants. I only have 20 beds available for this retreat, so it will fill up quickly. So this is the time to register. Do not wait. To find out more, go to kellysparta.com forward slash retreat. I look forward to seeing you there. Another blood red sunset and yet another moon face and still another hundred miles to my next resting place. Driving down the road, eyes on the horizon, within my car I'm all alone, but feeling good and feeling strong, knowing that this path I'm on brings me to myself, I'm driving. Hello and welcome to Spirit Sherpa, the show that helps and encourages you on your journey to unlock your magic mojo. I'm Jules, your co-host. If you're a beginner to this work, uh, you should start with episode one uh, and listen forward. And if you're an intermediate, start with episode 98. Um, and if you're advanced, go ahead and jump over to 200. You'll be just fine. Uh, with me, as always, <laughs> to share her insights and wisdom and lots of giggles all the time is the spirit doctor herself, Kelly Sparta. Hey, Kelly, how are you? Hey, Jules. I'm I'm having I'm having old home week is what I'm doing because our guest. It, so before we started recording and so we're, you, you guys are coming into the middle of a conversation here because we were just chit chatting. Right. And and our guest today. Uh, Ramina has said that she, you know, she's from Honolulu. She was born there. And I said, oh, you know, I used to live in Hawaii. I, I lived in Aiea. I worked at the International Marketplace in Waikiki when I was in my early 20s. And she's like, oh, my God, my, my, what was it? Your great, your grandmother? My grandmother. Yes. yes. So, and she gave me her grandmother's name. And I was like, oh, my God, I know her. <laughs> And I'm like, wait, we got to record. We got to record. This is awesome. <laughs> that is so wild. What are the chances? Yeah, right? Oh, my God. Best line ever. She's like a five foot nothing Korean woman who yelled. <laughs> a lot. Short yes. Korean woman who is always yelling. <laughs> yes. But impeccably dressed with lots always. of jewelry. Always. I love, yeah. I love grandma. She's like a force to be reckoned with. <laughs> So what are we going to be talking about today, Kelly, with with, with Romina? So we're, we're actually going to do a coaching session today. So you guys will get a sense of what it's like to to be 
coached by me in your spiritual business. And uh, we're going to, we're going to do that. And um, so Romina, why don't you tell us about your business and uh, what, what has caused you to schedule this today? Yes. Aside from your grandmother. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So I have an herbal skincare business that I started six years ago and I take herbs that were grown in the Minnesota and Hawaii bioregions. And basically, I alchemize these herbs and oils into medicine for the skin. Um, I make a line primarily for the face, but also the body. And my business has always been a side hustle for me. I've always worked full-time while doing my herbal skincare business. At first, I was an occupational therapist in the hospital during neurorehabilitation. And the world of herbalism was basically my saving grace of feeding my soul again after literally feeling like I was giving my vital life force away to eight to 10 patients every day. And so Romy Apothecary, my herbal skincare business, was how I reconnected to myself through healing practices, um, reconnecting to nature. And my products represent a way for you to connect twice a day to that nature, to that plant healing, to the ritual of being with yourself and noticing all the smells and textures of the plant world um, and bringing that into your, your daily practice. So that's what, that's what Romy apothecary means to me. That's what it's always, that that's how it started. And even to this day, I still work full time. I work um, in a digital communications department and I operate Romy. We now have a team of eight contractors and um, we've grown a lot, um, but we're still not making um, profit enough for me to do it full time. And so here I'm at the point where I'm I'm working so hard all the time and our, my business is growing. However, I don't see an end. I don't see a point where I can fully just do Romy Apothecary. Um, and I, I think I'm getting burnt out <laughs> by my my side business. <laughs> Yeah. And that that can happen. If you don't make the shift fast enough, you will burn out. That's just the nature of trying to run two things at once. You know, full time job, full time business. It doesn't eventually you fall down, go boom. So let me ask you this. What's your profit margin right now? Four (laughs) percent. Oh, okay. So that's the reason why you're not making money yet. 94% of what we make goes back into the business. So you just said 94, 96% has to go back in if you're only making, I'm just like, wait a minute, my brain just went, wait, what? Yeah. You're right. I'm like, I'm I'm mathing, you know? (laughs) So, all right. So uh, you're, you're plowing everything back into the business. How many years have you been doing that? Uh, Six years, ever since I started. Okay. And in that time, what have you used that reinvested profit for? 
uh, building up a team of contractors, moving out of my house into a manufacturing facility, um, investing in websites, social media, um, investing in um, new bottles and labels. So how are you selling your products right now? We sell to about 10 different retailers and then most of our business is e-commerce. Uh, I used to do a lot of in-person markets, but just realized that that just drains my energy even more. So uh, we're really pushing towards e-commerce sales through our website. So what are your contractors doing? So I have two different types of contractors. One, one group is in the Romy lab, helping to manufacture the skincare, pouring the formulations, uh, cleaning the bottles, labeling, packing, and shipping. And that's a crew of four. I thought you said you outsourced that. Or did you no. just move into a commercial facility? I just moved into a commercial facility out of my house. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> yes. So you didn't go with a co-packer? No, no. We we manufacture everything. And I think that's why the vibration of our skincare stays high because we are we're we're there every step of the way from getting the herbs from the farmers to shipping it to our customer. Um yes. And then I have three three contractors or so working on the social media, um, the photography, the marketing. So have you priced out the cost of a co-packer versus your contractors? I haven't. Okay. So we're going to talk energetics for a minute. Okay. Because yes, you can do the energetics based on the people coming in and you know managing all the stuff along the way. But nobody in a manufacturing environment is going to stay high vibration the entire time they're doing their work. It's manufacturing. Let's be honest. Okay. They're not meditating and keeping the energy high. They're just doing their work. Right. And so you, you have to acknowledge that that's what's true. And so if it's cheaper to have somebody do the co-pack in which I am going to bet you really good money that it is, then, then you should go that route. And if you want to make sure that the energy is good, then you personally go and, and do some energetic work, not like go to the facility, but you send the energy and you, every time a, a fulfillment is done, you send the energy to that fulfillment and you bring the vibration up to where you want it to be. And then you have it shipped out. Right. So are you using, um, a fulfillment center to do the shipping or are you doing that too? We're all doing that in, oh in my God. the Romy okay. LLC. Fulfillment center. <laughs> like this, you're working way too hard. Okay. So um, you need to, the, you need to put your stuff into a fulfillment center, uh, which by the way, means that you're going to have to ensure the fulfillment center so that if things went south there, that you would still have your products covered. Right. But you want to send your stuff to a fulfillment center and they will pack it and they will ship it and they will deal with everything and they will just bill you for the cost of, you know, maintaining your, your for the footprint of your product that you're keeping with them, plus the cost of shipping and packing, right? So, and you can give them all your custom labels and all your fancy doodads that you want to put inside. You can do anything you want with them. You just send it over to them and they'll use it. And when they're running low, they'll tell you, you send them some more. Okay. So super easy. And 
cost effective? I don't know why I never thought of that. I thought I was too small to be uh, going to a fulfillment. I used to do a print on demand for my, um, when I was selling real estate uh, training, I used to do print on demand with a fulfillment center. I I would send out mm, 20 or 30 a month. And it was CDs that they would print on demand for me. There's no such thing as too small for a fulfillment center. What What are your sales like it, it quantity wise or like I sell two products a month or you sell, you know, a thousand or 10,000? I would say we have 20 to 25 orders a week in the off season and about 30 to 50 in the holiday season. So and what's an order average? An order average is about a hundred, eighty to one twenty dollars, eighty to one hundred and twenty dollars. So, okay, so fast math in my head. No, that's not going to (laughs) happen. So, how many months is your season? um, The cold winter months, so five, about five months. Okay, so you're doing thirty six hundred dollars on a good month, and like two grand on a on a bad month. Right. Yeah, I would say fifteen hundred to two grand on a on the off season. So the first thing is, if you're doing retail orders, mm-hmm. that's really low. What what is your what are you charging versus what's the retail? What's the wholesale price versus retail? Yes, so the wholesale price is forty percent of the MSRP. So okay, should be fifty. Mm-hmm. But okay, so you. No, they they get a 40% discount. The retailers get a 40% oh, discount. Okay, so you're getting 60%. So you're yes. doing well. All right, yes. that's great. All right, we can go with that. Um, and then who are the, re- what, what type of retailers are you selling to? Yeah, so they range from, you know, small boutiques or wellness centers, like a chiropractic massage wellness center uh, to like an herbal apothecary that sells supplements and herbs and teas. So very Have boutique. you listed with, say, uh, Azure Green? Are you familiar with them? No, I don't. They're know a them. $1.8 billion website that caters to the pagan and spiritually advanced, spiritually advanced community. Okay. So, huge market. Huge market. Huge. Okay. Um, they've been around forever. I, I knew the founders back in the day um, and uh, they've got a ton of stuff. So um, they've got a huge amount of traffic and they are all very consciously oriented. So um, I think it'd be a really good fit for your business and uh, be a good way for you to, to add to your market in that fashion. Yes. Thank you for right. that. Yeah. I'm feeling a pull. Like if I, I'm feeling, sometimes I feel sheepish about really expressing my spirituality and reverence for the natural world in my products. It's like the, writing a fine line between expressing that and then just being for the general public. And okay. So who's going to love what you sell? That's the question. Who is your target market? Who is it that if you think about, do you have any like brand ambassadors, people who love your stuff so much that they can't shut up about it? I do. Yes. Okay. None of them think are about, famous. <laughs> no, they don't have to be. I'm just, okay. I'm, I'm trying to get a sense of who your, your ideal customer is and they're not family, right? 
No, they're not. Okay. So tell me about your ideal customer. Are they spiritually oriented? I would say they are health and wellness oriented. So I can think of one customer who's a doctor of chiropractic and they're an educator. They're educated themselves, um, disposable income between the ages of 30 and 60, um, into wellness, usually women into wellness, wellness practices, herbs, flower essences, maybe not super open about, you know, worshiping their goddesses or, you know, I think do they do it. Maybe. I don't know that. I should okay. ask that. That's what I'm going to say is I want you to get on the phone and I want you to talk to your brand ambassadors, to your raving fans, right? And I I want you to talk to them and I want you to ask them about themselves. Every detail you can think of. Do you read? Do you have pets? Are you, you know, are you a particular um, politics leaning? Are you wellness related? Are you into yoga? Are you doing, you know... Um, what is it about your skincare regimen that is so that makes this so exciting for you? What what drew you to my product? You know, how do you use my product? Right. That could be a nice piece of social media is to sit down and have an interview with a raving fan and say, so what is it that you love about our products and how do you use them? And can we follow you on your morning routine or whenever you're using the products? Right. And and have a um, <clears throat> have an interview in that way. And in doing so, and you might want to leave the politics piece out because it's so inflammatory right now, but um, the, the, but in doing that and following them through, and maybe even if they'll let you into their house so that you can see what's going on around them, even if they won't let you film a lot of it, it'll tell you a lot about them, right? Then you can learn who it is that loves your stuff. And then you position for that, right? Because it's not about how you feel about your spiritual practice. It's about how the people feel about your product, right? And so if your people are closet spiritual people, then you market for that. You brand around that. And you have like brown paper packaging or, you know, pretty flowery packaging with, you know, soapy stuff or, you know, skincare stuff. And then on the inside of the package is the open up and be like, here we go. So the outside is, you know, could be anything. And the inside, because this is who they are, they're, they're anything on the outside. They're, they're neutral on the outside, but they're woo woo witchy on the inside. Right. And so if that's who they are, then you reflect, reflect that in the branding. Discreet right? packaging. <laughs> right. Like Adam and Eve. <laughs> yes, yes. Discreet pack- packaging for those witches who are still in the broom closet. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I love that. It's not just about guessing who my target audience is, but actually like sitting down with them and interviewing them about their practices and their yes. interests. And as a thank you, you give them a, a gift basket, right? So that that's worth their while to do, right? You, you give them a gift basket of your products and say, and, and even better would be the things that you're testing out right now. And you're saying, oh, I'm coming out with this new, I'm, I'm testing these new lines or these new scents or these new herbs. And, you know, I would love your take on it. And these are not available anywhere, 
this is just for you. Right. Right. And that's makes them feel special because they are special because they love you. Right. You got to love your people. Right. Yeah. So that's how you bring them on. So there's a book that I want you to read. It's called brains on fire. Okay. And it's all about creating a, a, a process for your brand ambassadors, your raving fans. And that it talks about Fiskers and their Fisketeers and how they've created this special group just for their raving fans. And they help them to, you know, they, they get the new things, they get the bright, shiny things and, you know, they get, they get to give feedback and Fiskers takes it into account in their work. Right. So that sort of thing. A, I love that you brought up like test using the carrot of a new product coming out to really entice people because I am working on a new product, like a new sunscreen and everyone's been waiting for it. So this is perfect example. And B, I love the idea of highlighting my fans instead of the pressure for me to go on my brands. Every other business meeting that I've had was like, how do you improve your your sales? Well, Romina, you have to go on your Instagram and do videos of yourself. And there's something in me. I don't want to be seen in that way. And so having my fans and Romy loyal team members um, doing the work would be great. <laughs> Well, and you don't have to show your face a lot, but I would highly recommend that you do show your face a little, okay? Because people want to connect to the person behind the brand when you're doing something like this, okay? And so, you know, these experiences could be like the only chance they get to see you, right? And so, you know, like you said, when you came on to the podcast, you were talking about how uh, it was like, oh my God, I've been hearing you guys and now I'm here in the room with you and ah, right? Uh, this is the sort of thing that you can do with your brand as well, where, you know, the the raving fans get to meet you and talk to you and understand, you know, why you're doing what you're doing and how you're doing it. And, you know, they can fangirl over you, right? And so this is the, you know, I'm not saying you have to show your face a lot, but if you're doing the interviews, you should be the one doing the interview, right? And then, then you're, because two reasons. One is you want to be the one in the room because you can't trust somebody else to pay attention to the things that you would pay attention to in that person's house, in their demeanor, in their answers and everything, right? Secondly, because it's part of the bonus of doing the interview is getting to meet you, right? <clears throat> so all of these things. And so, you know, you don't have to be on camera a lot, but there, there should be a moment at, at least at the end where you're standing and doing a selfie with the person, right? And so, you know, th that can be sort of your structure of your, your videos for you, the end of each one to be a selfie of the two of you with the gift basket of the thing that nobody else can get, right? Because right? <laughs> that encourages more people to become brand ambassadors, right? They're like, ooh, if I, if I become like this person who raves about it and tells everybody and, you know, whatever, then, then I could be the one getting the, the, the fancy new thing that nobody else could get. And I could be the one taking my picture with her, right? Yes. Oh, I'm getting flashes of the reels and the, 
the cuts and even the music now, I can see it all playing out. It's the VIP experience. <laughs> it's it's the the raving fan experience. There you go, raving fan experience. I like right? that. Yeah. It's 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 not about being important, it's about being loyal, right? So you make it about about being this is an appreciation that you do with your raving fans that both helps you to understand the people who fall in love with your product better and it helps the people who are looking at the product to understand whether it's a good fit for them because they're going to be just like the person who's being interviewed. They're going to go, oh, that's me too. Oh, that's me too. Oh, that's me too. I must love this stuff and I don't even know it yet, right? And it's a bonus for the person who's been the loyal fan that they get appreciated and noticed and and held up in front of community to say, look, you're awesome. Thank you, right? So all of this, it's a win, 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 right? I have a question for, for, for Kelly, for her, just, just an idea. So I know she has social media and I don't know how to do all the Insta stuff and all that, but let's say she has her, her fan, her, her, you know, super fans, her fan appreciation is that I'm sure there's gotta be a way, but what do you think about the idea on say, say I'm one of them. And then on my Instagram, since I'm one of these. I can say I'm a brand ambassador for then her, you know, Romy's. And then I'll have like a little logo thing, which then links to her website, you know, and so my people can see that. Do you think that's too pushy or do you think that would be a fun kind of thing? I would be fun, but you can't do it. Um, the the platforms don't give you. They don't, they don't let you do that. Okay. That you can do. There's, there's no way to do that. However, However, there's a website called UpViral, um, and that website allows you to run contests and raffles and things like that. And one of the things that you can do is run a contest for who shares your product the most, who, you know, puts the most things on social media and whatever. And that uh, process can then allow people to win one of these opportunities. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you about it because it might work for some people. You really need to talk to your people because they need to be competitive in order for that to be useful. Uh, what I find in the spiritual community more often than not is that they hate competition. <laughs> in fact, I had a leaderboard that was automatically turned on on my uh, my learning platform at one point. I didn't I didn't even know it was there. I wasn't paying attention to it. And my students actually said, you know, this is stressing me out that I'm not at the top of the leaderboard and I feel like I need to be. And I I, I know I'm like, okay, we're just going to turn that off because it doesn't mean anything. (laughs) So, uh, you know, so you've got to when you're having these interviews with the people you already know are the raving fans, find out whether or not that's something that they would be excited about or that they would hate. Because there's no point in signing up for it if it's something your people are going to hate, right? So this is another piece of the puzzle. Always, always, always ask your existing clients. 
Okay. Now the sad part is that unless you're calling them up directly, if you're going to pull your, your mailing list or whatever, you'll probably get maybe 1% of the people to respond. Okay. So don't take it badly. If nobody responds, that's pretty common for the industry. Um, pretty common for everything because people just have way too much to do these days and they don't have time to deal with your surveys most of the time. So the people who do respond though, those are people who actually like your brand. So that's an indicator too. Yes. Now, I have a question. So I actually have a um, just an initial consult with a marketing firm tomorrow. Oh, <laughs> be very careful. <laughs> yeah. So I wanted to. I would. I would love your opinion because right now I have a team of a brand. A, a, someone that does the brand aesthetic, someone that does copy, and then a virtual assistant that does engagement, and then a project manager that manages everyone. And it's a lot. And a part of me just wants to have one agency do all the work, but I know I'm going to have to pay for that. Um, well, and you don't have the revenue coming in to pay a professional agency what they would need. I mean, those packages start at between three and five thousand dollars a month. So, yeah, uh, you're not at that stage. So let me let me ask you this: What? Give me your website so that I can go and look at this while we're talking. Uh, Romi Apothecary R O M I Apothecary A P O T H E C A R Y dot com dot com. Okay. And how much uh, traffic are you getting to this website? I have no idea. <laughs> You're a business owner, no biscuit. No, I, I know I am a really bad. I am not a numbers person. I need don't to find have, someone to you don't analyze. Have, um, Google Analytics on your website? Uh, no, I do not. Okay. I know. All right. So, if you, it, so what you just told me? Let me let me be clear. What you just told me is that your primary business center. You are not paying attention to how many people walk in the door. Okay. All right. So this is a big problem. Okay. So you want to know why you're not making as much sales as you should. It's because you don't know the answer to that question. And then you also guaranteed don't know the answer to the question, the questions that are going to follow. I'm going to ask them, even though I know you don't know the answers so that you know that you need to know these answers. Okay. Yes. Ma'am. All right. So <laughs> did you just say yes, mom? I said yes, ma'am. But yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, so these are the these are the questions you need to be able to answer okay you need to know what does it cost you to acquire a new customer okay you need to know how many people are landing on your website how long are they staying what are they looking at how many products are they looking at how many people put things into your shopping cart and then don't buy that's called a cart abandon rate right and then how many people are actually buying what they came in for, right? And you also need to know where they're coming from, okay? So these are all questions that you need to know because I am going to bet, since you don't know this answer, um, and I'm looking at your website right now. Okay, so you, you've got the pop-up for 10% off your first order. I love that. That's great. And it pops up right there. Now, it probably, let me see, do I have... Nope, I've got a I've got a blocker. I've got an uh, advertising blocker, and it still showed up. So whoever coded the site did a good job on that. Um, 
Effective high vibrational and nutrient dense skin remedies. Okay, so that's what they are. It doesn't tell me what I get from them. Okay, you see the difference? Yes, yes. This is a classic entrepreneur mistake is that you say, you know, this is what it is. This is not not what does the consumer get from using it. Okay, so um, the the site looks beautiful. Um, It's well done from that perspective. Daily ritual practice of adorning your skin. I love that, right? Um, Feel the difference it makes to your skin, soul, and the planet. Lovely. That's a great uh, phrasing. Um, For your new favorite herbal skincare with our most popular formulas, tested, tried, and true. Okay, when you say tested, the first thing that comes to mind for me, and keep in mind, I don't do a skincare regime, (laughs) but... Uh, the first thing that comes in mind for me is all of the PETA stuff talking about, are you testing on animals? So if you're going to say the word tested, you need to have something that says we don't test on animals, right? Because these are, you're going to have a lot of crossover into this, that, that field. There's going to be a lot of vegetarians and vegans because people in the wellness field, uh, they're often are vegetarian and vegan, um, They often have a lot of allergies. So that would be something I would address as well, right? So, you know, is it hypoallergenic? Is it all natural? Is it, you know, all of these things, right? Because these are things that that your market is likely dealing with. Yes. Wow. I didn't even realize, yeah, that word tested can be very triggering to all the the world of animal testing. And yes, yep. Kelly, go take a look under her Our Story. Our Story, where is that? So under About, about Us, us okay. and yep. under Our Got Story. It. Okay. So I love that you have um, people of color in your image. And the likelihood is that the vast majority of your clients are going to be cisgender, heterosexual, white women, because that is the typical marketplace for these types of products. So you want to make sure that... The primary images reflect your primary customer. And then the secondary images say, yes, it can work for everybody, right? Because you want to talk to the other 30% of your buyers in the secondary images. But your primary image on this homepage, um, you know, you're not on the homepage. Who are these people on this page? Is it stock photo? No, my friends. We all did a photo shoot together. Okay. So that's her in the middle. Isn't it? Isn't that you in the middle? You in the middle? No, that's. That's not you uh, in the middle of the page. And uh, no, it, it's short, just... curly black hair, and you 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 have long hair. Oh no no no! Is I'm sorry. You? Uh, in in the ritual, I'm talking about the header. Oh, gotcha. oh yes, in the ritual space, that's good. Um, that's definitely her. Yeah, like, and then further yeah, down. The, yes. Yeah. Um. Yes. Okay, so the other thing is that everybody's in their nineties when they're undies. Yes, so. I hear you on that. We we do need to um, clean it up a little bit for more of like a motherhood market rather. Well, I, I don't know. I don't know until we know who your your raving fans are. We don't know. They may love this picture. OK, they may absolutely resonate with this picture. They may have gone to Tantra Pujas and absolutely adore what they're looking at on the screen. Right. Um, you don't know until you talk to them. Right. 
So yeah, the, the one other thing, I love the picture of you as the founder. I would like to see you smiling more, right? Because it, you want to be welcoming. Yes. I am a very smiley person. So that is unusual. I'm not smiling in that. That's my point. <laughs> so I'm sure if you did a bunch of photo shoot pieces that you have something that's a smiley picture that's that's just as professional. I love the earrings. Those are awesome. Um, and, you know, just pick, pick something that smiles, right? Um, we give back to the community that fosters and supports us with our Black, Indigenous, and Person of Color communities at the forefront. So is that who's actually buying from you? No, uh, not quite as much. Yeah. When I read that, what that says to me is that you are targeted to that market and that that no longer applies to me. Okay. So you want to be careful with that. So you can have a section of your products if you have something specifically for, uh, you know, black and um, uh, other colored skin if you have something specifically for those skin types, if those skin types, I don't, I have no idea if those skin types are, are, are considered different in your industry or not. I would imagine that they are. Um, but if you have something specific to them, you can certainly create an entire section for them. And that would give them some place to feel included and to feel like they have something just for them. Um, but again, you have to target to the people who are going to be your raving fans. You have to target to the people who are most often going to come to your website. I totally agree. And now I'm seeing this and realizing, yes, we made our new website three years ago. What happened in Minneapolis three years ago? George Floyd. And so we, I think we were, I was hyper conscious of a lot of all the racial politics and I identified really strongly with that community. But I think it's time for a revamping of the website images yeah. and copy. So, you know, I mean, you just have to, and it doesn't matter what your target market is. Um, you want to target to it. If that, if, if the black and indigenous communities were your target market, then you would absolutely want to reflect that in the images on your website. But in this case, the, the vast majority of the industry is cisgender, straight, white women. It just is. Okay. Um, now, you know, I get a remarkable amount of people of color who come through my programs uh, as a percentage of the whole. It's certainly out of, it's skewed from the United States as a whole. Um, and part of that is just because I'm inclusive, you know, and I've, I've made it clear that I'm, I'm open to, and I try to use really good language. And I, I'm like, you know, um, I try to honor pronouns and, you know, all the things. Right. And so that, that makes me safe space, but I don't have to like advertise that because anybody who comes in and tries to get into, in, into relationship with my company, with my brand learns that that's true. And therefore I don't have to have something very specific that says, yeah, you're, you're fine. You're safe here. Right. Right. Yeah. So, it's almost like it's trying too hard. Right. Yes. It's it's kind of like all the brands that put up pride flags and, and ignore the LGBT community, you know, um, LGBTQIA plus community um, the rest of the year. Right. It's 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 kind of like that. Right. So um, you just want to be conscious that you're you're targeting the people who are most likely by and you're making it safe for everyone else. Right. That's really all you have to worry about. Okay, so the 
if you're looking, so there's a couple of ways because we're running, we've been talking for a long time. So, and this has been a hardcore business discussion. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. So much gold nuggets in here. Yeah. So yes. the, the thing that I want to talk to you about in terms of increasing your profitability, okay, you need to, to look at how do I reduce costs? How do I find efficiencies? And how do I get a higher uh, amount of leads coming into my system and people who buy, right? Now, right now, you said that the vast majority of your business comes in off the website. Okay. So you really need to start looking at the metrics of your website. If I were to hire somebody today to, to, to do something to inc- improve your business, it would be somebody who is really good at optimizing your website. And I would hire them just for that purpose. Okay. I would not hire an entire marketing team. You're probably going to pay a lot more for that than you would just to have the website optimized. And there is a, um, there's a guy who is, uh, he runs a company It's called innately. Uh, so it's me. I got to type it up because I will screw this up. I've tried to do it before. Uh, innately. Let me see if I can, if I did that right. Uh, uh, in There it is. Okay. So it's I-N-N, the number eight, L-Y dot com. Okay. So um, James is the guy who owns this website and he is amazing. He is a lovely human And he is very smart about website development and about understanding how to get things to convert and simplifying and focusing and making things go. Um, You've, in order to work with him, you'll probably have to pay for a new website. But I I think it's like, I don't know, a thousand, twelve hundred bucks for a whole new website and he will optimize it to the T for you. It's okay, amazing. James, I'm going to be calling you. <laughs> yeah. His name is James Hipkin and he, he runs innately and he is really awesome. So if I were to hire someone right now for your web, for your business, it would be him to get your website to convert better. Okay. And immediately what I want you to do before you hire anybody is I want, is, is this on WordPress? Yes, it is. Okay. So I want you to go into the back end of your WordPress and install a Google Analytics plugin. Okay. And I want you to set up your Google Analytics so that you can get some structure, some idea of how your business is running right now. You have no idea. So you won't know if he's improved it or not, except that, you know, do we make more money? You don't know if it's more people in the door or if it's more money being converted. You won't know. Right. So I want you to get the Google Analytics on there yesterday. Like that's like the very first thing you do the minute we get off this call is you get the Google Analytics on there so that you can figure out where your business is coming from. Okay. Cause that's important and what people are doing when they land on the site. It is a huge amount of information. Okay. And so that's going to be the primary thing you need to do because you need to, that's your primary market. If you could take your, so what percentage of your sales would you say are coming off of the website? Uh, I would say 60 and then 40% okay. is wholesale. Okay. So if you could double or triple your website conversions, you would now be profitable, right? 
and you could do a lot of other things, right? So the 60% of your business that you have no idea what's happening with it is a huge deal, okay? If you can get hold of that and start to optimize it, now you've got other things. Now, are you using like Shopify or WooCommerce for your website? What are you using? Woo, for your WooCommerce. WooCommerce. Yes. Okay. And so WooCommerce, I guarantee you, has a cart abandonment process that you can use for that. That would be the very first thing that you personally could do. Get your copywriter to write some copy for the things that people forgot in their cart. Okay. And it shouldn't just say, oh, you left this in your cart. It should have a customized um, piece of content that goes out saying, you left these items in your cart. This is what this item will do for you. This is what that item will do for you. And this is what that item will do for you. And by the way, just in case you were like, I really want these, but I can't quite afford them. Here's a 20% off coupon, right? But this coupon expires in three days. I'm realizing I've been focusing so much time and effort on the production and manufacturing part of things of making the skincare, filling and labeling and shipping that I haven't even touched or had the bandwidth to focus on the thing that will actually bring in revenue, which is our website, which is blowing my mind. (laughs) It seems so obvious right now. But but when you're in it, it's so easy to get like like really focused on the the details of other pieces of the business. This is why it's so hard to be an entrepreneur and start up a business is because you have to be the chief bottle washer all the way up to the CEO, right? You're just like everything, right? And so it's hard. So I want you to be kind to yourself. It is, you know, for somebody who's doing what you're doing, it is not uncommon for the manufacturing to become the focus. I have another client who has been in my programs who is running a soap business, which I'm, when we get done with this, I will, uh, I will put the two of you together because um, one of the things that might be useful is for you guys to join forces because she does custom soaps with Reiki infused energy and, you know, the whole thing. Right. And so if, you know, since you're not doing soaps, when I was looking at your products, it doesn't look like you're doing soaps. Um, That might be a really good partnership where you guys could get together and pull your resources and pull your product lines. And now you're, you're bigger together and you have more resources to work with, right? So these are other possibilities. This is another thing that you can do in your business is you can start looking at, uh, you know, acquiring other businesses, partnering with other businesses and saying, okay, you know, where can I go with this? There, this is a process called a bolt on, So in business acquisition, what they call, there's two things you can do. You can do a bolt, well, three things, um, four things. (laughs) So you can do do a a merger, which everybody's heard of, right? You know, you merge two companies together, right? You can do an acquisition where you buy another company, right? And it will usually be in your same industry. You know, you buy something that's doing the same thing as you and you, you, evolve your business into that, right? Um, Another thing is called a bolt-on, which is you take something that is tangential but related to you, like the soap company, and you connect it to your business and to expand your product line, 
right? And then there's what's called a roll-up, which is I go out and I buy a whole bunch of different businesses in the same industry. And then I create a, uh, almost like a franchise uh, set of systems on top that allows me to run all of these different individual locations in a same way, brand them consistently, get economies of scale where you're doing accounting in one place instead of in 16 different locations, things like that, right? So these are all things that you can do. And if you have a solid plan, there's always the option of getting an investor to put money into the business, um, getting a venture capital firm to come in. be very careful with a venture capital firm because a venture capital firm's job is to make money and their job, they're always looking. They'll give you the money to come in to grow the business three to five years. They want out. And often that means that they will force you to sell the business if you can't buy them out. So be careful with venture capital. If your goal is not to exit the business in three to five years. Okay. So you know, I know I'm talking really high level stuff right now, but I'm trying to bring your brain up to this level. Okay. I'm soaking it all in. Yeah. So, you know, there's, there's always the option that you could acquire other businesses that do something similar. And I'm, uh, you know, I've been out there looking for businesses that might be good connections for my company. And I have seen quite a few health and beauty products, you know, things that are available out there and you can use an SBA loan to buy them and, or you can do seller financing and, you know, get in for very low money sometimes or get a funding partner. There's lots of ways to do it. Right. Um, I don't have time to teach that on this <laughs> program right now, but there's, there's, um, so there's a business buying program out there. It's $10,000 to get in, or it was the last time I, I paid for it. Um, and that's Carl Allen's protege program. And so if you're thinking that you might want to do a business acquisition uh, plan to sort of buy a going concern. And you can either buy a existing business that's doing what you're doing, or you can buy a content site that's doing a million views a month and then use that content site to market your business, right? Or you could just advertise with them, right? You could just advertise with a content site that, that really fits your niche, Right. That's another option, too. I'm throwing a lot of things at you at once because I want you to have some some um, things to research. I want some things to stretch your brain. Right. I want you to ask yourself the question, what would it take for me to take this to a five hundred thousand dollar business? Okay, which I know is a huge stretch for your mind right now. But the, the question itself will force you to think about your business in a different way. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, because I'm going to work hard either way if my goal is small or high or big. Yeah. So dream, dream, dream in high definition. <laughs> yeah. I don't want you shooting for incremental growth. I want you to shoot for exponential growth, right? Because it's not worth it to work as hard as you're working for the money that you're making. Okay. And you, when you can shoot for exponential growth, in a non-fantasy way, right? Um, What you can do is you can now buy the help you need to not have to work in the business, but be able to work on the business, right? So, you know, the the website thing, you're going to go and you're going to get the Google Analytics put in, okay? That's the first thing. Second thing, you're going to get your cart abandonment stuff done, 
Okay. Cause the, those are low hanging fruit things. Okay. The cart abandonment is super low hanging fruit. They've already put it in their cart. Okay. They're interested enough that they put something in their cart. Right. So all you got to do is just remind them. So the first email should say, Hey, did you forget this? I didn't want you to miss out because this stuff is so cool. Right. That's what the first one's going to be. The second one will be, by the way, you know, you haven't made it back yet. I'm sure you're just busy, but just a reminder, this is what these things will do for you. And, you know, I'm sure they, I'm, with as busy as you are, the fact that you've forgotten to, to come back to your cart says you're a really busy person. And busy people love these products because they give them peace of mind and a sense of calm and a sense of inner peace. And, you know, right, right. So you, you that's what you, you see how that goes? Right. You're stepping into the mind of the consumer, right? Yes. So that sort of thing. And then, so that's your low hanging fruit there. And then from there, what I want you to do is the fastest path to cash. Okay. This is what you're going to focus on. Fastest path to cash. You'll, you'll get James working on your website, but that's going to take a month, maybe more. I don't know. It's going to take a little bit, right? In the meantime, I want you to go out and beat the street and get some more wholesale business, right? Because, yes. And, and do you know that there are distributors who will do that for you? I did not. (laughs) So I want you to look up distributors and I want you to have a conversation. Now, some of them will not work with you at your stage. Some will. Okay. So don't get discouraged if four or five people that you call first say no. If, if they say you're too small, your next statement to them needs to be, who do you know who deals with companies my size? Because they all know each other. Okay. And they'll point you in the right direction. So now some of them are going to want to be exclusive. You want to be careful with that. Because if they're crap, you don't want to be stuck with somebody who sucks at selling your products. Right. So you need a probationary period of at least 90 days before you'll commit to an exclusivity agreement. And and it has to exclude your existing customers who are already in their area of of distribution. You know, you, you want to be very careful with the contract. OK, but I want you to get and, and they're usually regional. So you need to get a distributor in every region across the U.S. OK, I looked it up while you all were talking just because it popped in my head. The boutique spa industry is $880 million industry. Just saying. And there's over 20,000. I think that we're going to go with it. <laughs> it's either 200,000 or 20,000. One of the two spas throughout the U.S. So, you know, may not be like a big foo-foo real chain, but those little boutiques, you know, are like the smaller, even like the like the hair salons and stuff, you know. I don't know. I just I had I had I saw that in my in my head, so I had to get out my mouth. <laughs> yeah, it's such a huge industry, and you know what I love that you said, Kelly. I love that you talked about the closeted spiritualist woman. Like I kind of fall into that category. I have a really beautiful spiritual practice that I love. I don't always talk about it to everyone, and. And so I love that. And there must be a need for that because there's hundreds of people like me out there. So my, my friend Caroline, who came on to the podcast when I was interviewing new podcast hosts 
and they they said they couldn't tell our voices apart, which was problematic for her to be a co-host. Um, but when she came on, one of the things that, um, and I don't think she said it on the podcast, but she's she told me about it in, uh, on one of our calls that we talked. Um, she said that she bought the props of spirituality long before she actually engaged the work. And she said, I bought props to make me feel like I was spiritual. So candles, incense, tarot cards, you know, the, the, the crystals, the, you know, all of the things. And she, she's the one who called them props. Okay. She said, I bought things to make me feel spiritual uh, before I stepped into the work. Okay. And so it is likely that your people, if they are the closeted people that you're talking about are, are doing the same thing. They're in that state of, I want to be spiritual, but I don't have the time or energy or bandwidth to do it. So I'm going to buy it. Right. Yeah. And so if that's who they are, then I, then you, it's, you need to be saying that in the content, right? You need to say you're, you're busy. Who has time to sit down and meditate for six hours a week, right? You know, I, 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 I don't have that time. Do you have that time? Do you have time to go out into the world and like walk for an hour in nature and all the things that you're supposed to do that, that would make you the right spiritual person, right? And then it's, you say, look, we don't have that time in today's world. What we do have are the small moments, the small rituals that we can create for ourselves that connect us into ourselves, connect us into the world around us, and connect us into our higher selves. And it's through these small rituals that we create a reality of of connectedness for ourselves. And so I invite you into, invite you, that's the word. I invite you into this ritual experience that's just for you. No matter what your husband is doing, no matter what the kids are screaming about, no matter what's going on in the, in the PTA or at work, you are, for this five minutes, you are having a ritual with yourself, right? And that's the, oh the energy, Right. That's so beautiful. I, yeah, that like spoke to my heart right there. And wow. Yes. That's what I'm trying to convey all the time, but it's not so easy. Um, but I love how you're, you gave me the idea to switch from not just talking about my products and what I'm doing, but tailoring it to my audience and what they would gain from it. Yes. Your products are irrelevant until they know how they are going to impact them. Okay. There's an old saying in sales. Nobody cares who you are until they know. Uh, no, nobody cares how much you know until they know how much you care. Right. That's the phrase. And so you're saying all these things about your products. They don't care about that until they know whether it's relevant to them. Right. Yeah. 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 Now your, your products being positioned the way that you have them will speak to a certain percentage of the population who already knows what they want out of their skincare products. Okay. But that's only ever going to be 3% of the market. Okay. Out, out of the people who walk in the door, 3% are ready to buy right now. Okay. That's not a lot. <laughs> that's not a lot. Yeah. 67% will buy in the next 90 days. And 30% will 
either never buy from you or buy from you, you know, years from now and you don't really, you know, you'll still nurture them, but they're not going to be your primary thing, right? But if you're not marketing to that 67%, you are losing huge amounts of money. If you're only marketing the people ready to buy right now, then you're missing out on all that nurturance that, that could bring that extra money to you. Okay. So, so that's the other piece of the puzzle as you're rebuilding and you're, you're doing your, your copywriting, your nurture process needs to be really good. Like we want to take care of you. Yes. No, no, we want to help you take care of yourself. We want to help you develop an, an experience and a ritual of self-care. Honor right? your own feminine divine goddess within you. Yeah, maybe. If, if they're super spiritual, maybe. Um, but, you know, like if she's getting the yoga people, only about 40% of the yoga people are into the stuff that we're into here on the podcast. Okay. 60% are not. They're in it for the, for the um, stress relief. Okay. So they've never heard of Reiki. They've never heard of any of this stuff. Okay. I know because I once went and did a Reiki. I was doing free Reiki sessions and, and so many people had no idea what Reiki was. And I'm like, really? It's Reiki. <laughs> like I would understand if I said cranial sacral therapy or if I did a sound healing or something, you know, sort of cutting edge, but it's freaking Reiki, man. It's been around a really long time, but they've never heard of it. Okay. So, you know, you have to keep that in mind. Um, and so, you know, again, talk to your market, right? If they're closeted spiritual people and the word goddess and divine feminine and things like that resonate with them, great. If they don't, don't use those words, okay? You want to, to keep it focused on a ritual of self-care, right? The, the connecting into the divine, the connecting into your higher self, the connecting into your inner wisdom, the connecting into your, your feminine intuition, right? These are less threatening words for people who are earlier on in the process, right? So, you know, we don't want to scare them away. (laughs) Exactly. You know, you want them to feel like they can do this and not be overwhelmed by it, right? So keep in mind, your average customer is probably uh, right on the edge of burnout, if not already crispy crittered, right? So that's going to be where you're talking about it. Yes. Well, speaking of burnout, because I have a full-time job, mm-hmm. how much should I expect to really pour into building, like following up and everything you talked about, the Google Analytics, the the rebuilding of the website, um, the, the targeted marketing? You right. Know. So you have a copywriter who will write the ads, the, the copyright for you, right? And you're going to give them a copy at the end of this audio and they are going to listen to it and they will write the copy for you. So you're not going to do that, right? Uh, but the Google Analytics will take you five minutes to set up. Um, it, it really is that simple. It's Well, it's five minutes to put it on your website and probably 15 to 20 minutes to set it up on the Google Analytics site, okay? The... Um, the follow-up with the distributors is going to take more time. And so what I would say is spend an hour a day doing that, okay? Just commit to an hour a day to make those phone calls, okay? Because once you get them in place, they will do the selling for you. And they work on commission, so they'll take a piece of the puzzle so you'll get less per sale. But you didn't have to do anything, right? Yeah. 
So that's the key piece there. Okay. But you need to tell them who buys your stuff. So to Jules' uh, comment earlier, I would highly recommend that you pick up the phone and call a spa and get them to buy your product. Because if you can say, I've sold this to spas, I've sold this to yoga centers, I've sold this to blah, 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 then they know where to go, right? Yeah, we are in a, a spa. Well, like a small community spa, but hey, we're, they're using my products. Yeah, but you have sales. 15 of them listed on your website. <laughs> you have you, on, under retail partners, you have 15 spas listed on listed here. That's why I was saying I'm like, dude, she's already doing the spa thing, you know? Well, yeah, I, I not all of them are spas, but yes. And then some have con- gone out of business, but oh, okay. then you need to get them off your website. Okay. You need to get them off your website if they're out of business. I know it's very easy to let websites get out of date. So no, no shade on that. I'm just letting you know. So um, I, I find things all the time on my website. I'm like, oh my God, that's like five years old. <laughs> that hasn't happened in forever. I'm like, where did it was? Ah, I missed it, right? It happens all the time. It's not a big deal. But um, so, you know, you want to be able to tell them who buys your stuff, right? Because when you have retail orders, they're larger orders. Y- yes, they are. They're, they're way, they're about five to six times larger than the average cart. Right. And so that's where your money to pay for your website is going to come from. Okay. Okay. And are you calling your wholesalers to ask them if they need a restock? Not as much as I should, but okay. yes. <laughs> so, you know, yes. and that's something that you could set up as an automated too, right? You could have an, uh, a, a uh, sequence an automated sequence that when somebody places a wholesale order that automatically they go into a sequence that 90 days later or whatever your average resale is, right? Um, And I make it shorter than their average resale time, right? Their average reorder time. So if they order every 90 days, I would make it every 60 days. This, This goes out, right? And so at 60 days, they get a reminder that says, hey, it's time to check your stock, because you, you may be running low and you don't want to run out because that's that's money out of your pocket that a sale that you didn't make that you could have made if you'd had the stock on hand. Right. So, you know, that sort of thing, um, you know, makeup artists are a great source for for that sort of thing as well. Anybody who's doing skincare, uh, anybody who's dealing with people's skin and their faces, Dermatologist. You know, if you're all natural, I was going to say, if you're all natural, you could go to a dermatologist and offer that up. You know, sample packs are your friends, right? If you get somebody who likes it themselves, they'll market it and they'll market it better than anybody else, right? Massage therapists, so, estheticians. Oh, perfect. Yes, absolutely. Right. Now, those are individual sales. Those are harder to make. Yeah. So, um, you know, the you want people with a larger practice. Um before you start trying to work with individuals like that, because finding them and marketing to them is just a big old hassle. Now, what you could do is you could go to the people who certify massage therapists and buy a spot on their website talking about your products and then have the, the massage therapists reach out to you. Oh, amazing. Or certify estheticians. Like here's a natural alternative line that you can use. Yeah. And you can buy a sample pack for $15 or whatever to, to try out. And it's a bunch of little bottles of things or they can try them. And, and you know, you, they buy a sample 
Right. And then now you're tying yeah. in the hypoallergenic and the not tested on animals thing, all natural right. products we buy from right. uh, the, you know, uh, uh, the resourced ones, uh, like from yeah. Get Your Herbs and from stuff. Ethical, ethical. Thank you. Couldn't think of the word. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I need all of those keywords. I I think about those. Why aren't they on my website? They this need to be on the website. My... <laughs> Vegan, you know, all of the stuff. Right. Time to revamp. <laughs> it is, and that's what I'm realizing all the time that I'm putting into production and shipping and managing a crew, I can be utilizing that time to, to work on my sales and my website. And you said you have a product, you have a project manager, you need to let go of that and let them do their job. Okay. And you need to do your job, which is doing the bigger picture and working on your business. Okay. So these sorts of discussions are what you're looking for. Okay. Does that oh make sense? Oh my goodness. Yes, it does. Thank you so much. You've really expanded my vision of where I need to take this. And I I was right here and now that wall is broken and I I see all the gaps and where I need to take Romy. So Yeah. And this is the other reason why I was suggesting that maybe you could find another business that you could bolt onto your existing one because they will have already figured this out, especially if they're already earning in the five hundred thousand range, right? If they're even if they're at two hundred or three hundred thousand, they're way ahead of where you are right now, right? And so their systems and their processes could be mapped onto Romy and integrated into what you're doing. And then bang, you're like way ahead of the game, right? So that's another possibility as well. So, okay. So these are, these are just, I'm, I'm planting seeds here, right? You're not going to do all of this, you know, eventually you will get to a lot of it, right? Because that's the goal is you want to get to a lot of it, but the, um, you know, I don't want you to get overwhelmed. I, what I wanted to do with this conversation was to crack open your brain like we've just talked about and get you thinking on a bigger scale. Because when you're a new entrepreneur, um, we get stuck in this very narrow minded, you know, I, I just need to get things sold. I just need to get things produced. I just need to. I just need to. I just need to. I just need to. And then you forget to see the big picture and you get distracted by the thing that is least threatening to you. Um, because marketing and sales is always the most threatening thing when people come into a process like this. They're like, oh, I don't want to sell myself. I don't want to be seen. I don't want to be heard. I don't want to be la 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 la. So I'm going to just like hide in the corner in production, right? Because that feels like I'm doing something without me having to feel threatened about it, right? Yeah. So, and that's really common. So I, I, I don't want you to feel bad about it. I just, you need to recognize that that's what you've been doing and that's okay. But it's time to stop. And thank you for helping me to see that. Uh, and and thank you, apparently, to my grandma for guiding me. I was just going <laughs> to say your grandmother you. would be very proud of you. I, I can tell you that absolutely. I remember her vividly. She was one of my favorite tenants. It, she, she was a wonderful human. And I, I just want you to know that she is very proud of you. Well, Thank you so much, Kelly. Um, my grandma is one of those people that I think about and am, am inspired by 
bringing her kids across the 38th parallel, coming to America, learning how to speak English and drive while operating like a jewelry kiosk at the international marketplace and running a illegal Tanamoshi circuit. (laughs) (laughs) But all for her kids and for her family. And so uh, I just love that that's how we started this conversation. And... (laughs) And thank you. Thank you for all your wonderful advice and opening up your knowledge and your wisdom and sharing it with me. My pleasure. So I I know you're going to do amazing things and I can't wait to see where you go. Um, and so everybody who's listening, I want you to go check out the website now and uh, spell it again. Romy, R-O-M-I apothecary, A-P-O-T-H-E-C-A-R-Y dot com. And so you're going to go see it now. And then you want to come back, put a, put a note in your calendar so that you come back in a couple of months and you see it up and running with the new version so that you can see how that came out. And uh, we will put the links to everything that we talked about in the show notes today so that if you're listening and you're going, oh my gosh, I need to do that too, then you can find all the people we talked about and all the things that we talked about. That's fine. We'll take care of you. Don't worry. Um, and if you're out there and you're going, oh my God, I would kill for something like this. I would kill for a conversation like this. Then, you know, get in touch. You can email me at kelly at kellysparta.com. I do these sessions. They are a thousand dollars an hour. And I think you now understand why. So, uh, you know, you're getting 35 years of my personal experience in business and you're getting 50 years of personal growth and and evolution experience in the process. And so it will shorten your distance. It will absolutely shorten your distance. So I think, yeah, I think that's all we've got for today. Unless Romy, do you have anything else you want to say? I want to say that I would love to offer your listeners a, a coupon for um (laughs) so kelly sparta 20 to get 20 percent off (laughs) and um i i also want to say i've been i latched on right away to your podcast kelly and i just love your functional practical approach to spirituality i'm not i'm someone that needs um convincing and evidence to really like follow something and just your approach really opened the door for me to um, find my spirituality. And, and so thank you so much for doing what you do. <laughs> thank you. I, I appreciate that. And you're welcome. Um, so uh, wrap up for the day. Kellyism. Yes. Yes. Follow the money. Okay. <laughs> Literally. So here's the thing. I I had a conversation with somebody here in Panama recently and she's like, oh, well, I got to get my website up. I'm like, no, if you just went to these people and you asked for referrals, you would never need a website. And she's like, oh, but but I need the website. I'm like, no, you don't like. You only need a website if you're selling on the website or if you're you're marketing to people who don't know you, who need a brochure to be able to understand who you are. If you can get referrals, then they will never look at your website. They don't care. I'm like, 
your your business is about finding where the money is. It is not about doing the social media and making the marketing and doing the the website and doing all of the manufacturing and all of that. Your business is about where your money is. Follow the money and pay attention to the money, which we try not to do in spiritual world, right? We're like, oh, it makes me so debased. No, money is an amplifier. It makes you more of who you already are. Okay, follow the money to get your business to be profitable at a really high level, because then you have the money to expand your market, to expand your reach, to get more people involved in the spiritual practice or the spiritual work that you are doing within your 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 business. If you don't have the money, you're going to be hiding in the corner and nobody's going to know about you. And I want you all to be really successful because if you're not super successful, then you're not doing for the world what the world needs of you right now. We need more of us being more seen because people desperately freaking need us and they don't even know it. Okay. So follow the money. Yes. Make more yeah. money. Have more <laughs> impact. There you go. There's your thing. There you make go. Of, <laughs> make more money, have more impact. Get me on a soapbox, <laughs> I'm liking it. Yeah. Oh, I'm <laughs> passionate. Can you tell? Well, yes. you got to take care of your business. Otherwise, you can't do like the charity and all the other stuff. Because why? You're broke. That would be why. And if you break, then you're not going to have a business. So, you know, that, I'm just saying. That's Jules two cents worth. You got a bonus. I'm just saying. Okay. So you get the inspirational thing from Kelly and the smackdown from Jules. Smackdown from me. I always love Jules's energy, your joy, your laughter are infectious. So thank you, thank you. Such a dynamic duo. So so follow the money. Yeah, listen to Kelly. <laughs> Thank you. Right. All right. Well, that's more that money, is more impact. More, more money, more impact, more wonderful things for our planet. All right. Yes. <laughs> well, that's all that we have time for this week, folks. Tune in next time when Kelly adds another chapter into your guide to energy, magic, and the spirit world. I'm Jules here with Kelly Sparta and Romina Takimoto, and you have been listening to Spirit Sherpa. So long, everyone. Bye. Bye. Resting place, driving down the road, eyes on the horizon. Within my car, I'm all alone, but feeling good and feeling strong. Knowing that this path I'm on brings me to myself. I'm driving. Are you a spiritual practitioner, a coach who is looking to be able to be more abundant in your business, but you don't really know how to do that? You'd love to create a group program, but you don't know what you would necessarily talk about. And you really just love some help in getting the business off the ground. And you really love to not have to do everything yourself. Well, then I have good news for you. My spiritual coach certification program is the way for you to be able to build a high ticket business with very little effort and to have a partner in the business along the way. We do all of the back end for you. We do all your tech. We do all of the payment processing. We do all of the onboarding, all of the customer service. And all you have to do is market, sell, and deliver on your courses. So if you'd like to learn more about this program and how it might work for you, reach out 
to me at spiritualcoachcertification.us and set up a discovery call. I look forward to talking with you.